Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. It's Wednesday, so that means it's Star Style. Be the star you are time. Coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is Cynthia Bryan. I am your host for the show. And the show is brought to you by Be the Star You Are Charity empowering women, families, and youth. We strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations and just get the dialogue moving. The miracle moment for today brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, please visit bethestarur.org, was written by George Bernard Shaw. She did not know then that imagination is the beginning of creation. You imagine what you desire, you will what you imagine, and at last you create what you will. And I think that sort of embodies the message of be the star you are. It's, uh, it is, you know, it is believe it and achieve it. So I think that it's very important that we decide that we all are the writers, directors, producers, and stars of our own life. So in today's show, uh, we are going to be announcing the free writing workshop that's coming up by um, in March for ages 9 to 14. That will be taught by, by our award-winning uh, teen writer from the New York Times Essay Contest, and she's also the host of Express Yourself, Ruhani Shabra. Uh, and I'll tell you all about that in, coming up in segment two. Also, we'll talk about decision-making. Do you find it difficult to make decisions? Are you a procrastinator? Because not making a decision is making a decision. So I'm going to help you find out how to make better decisions and not procrastinate. And then finally, storage solutions. There is never enough storage, no matter how big our home is, or so it seems. So with busy schedules, our lives can easily become cluttered with paper, clothes, purchases, and we have nothing that we can call that place for home, right? So I'll be offering some solutions and you're going to learn them in segment three. And right now in our first segment, though, I'm going to talk about February and the fabulous flora that are in February. But before I do, I want to ask a favor of everyone. If you could send positive thoughts, or if you are a person who loves to pray or believes in prayer, please offer up prayers and positive thoughts for two amazing people that have been going through surgery and um, are struggling right now. One is for Kira. She's a darling six-month-old baby who just had to have a major surgery. And the other is for a young man named Jack. 
So if you could send all your positive thoughts, it would be so appreciated by me. These are two wonderful people. And uh, Jack is actually a, a young surgeon, so he can help so many people. And Kira has the most beautiful smile and sweet disposition. So I would know that she's going to be a great young lady and um, just want to give them a chance. So offer those prayers up, please. Well, Booker T. Washington said, no race can prosper till it learns that there is as much dignity in tilling a field as in writing a poem. Now, for the past two months, I have been working on writing a series of children's books. They're a bit of prose, a bit of poetry, but with the ubiquitous sunny days and warm temperatures that have been happening here in my California garden, digging in my garden <laughs> wins the race. I go outside much more than I want to be in front of the computer. Now, in the past, February has notoriously been a drab, dreary, just a yucky month. But this year, it is filled with fabulous flowers, unseasonal sunshine, and idyllic conditions for working outside. My Christmas cactus shines with fluorescent cerise blooms. The blazing blue of the rosemary bush hosts busy, buzzing bees. The viburnum is covered in masses of sweet-smelling white blossoms, and roses continue to bud and bloom. And even those that I have pruned have already sprouted into buds. It's un, I, I, it's just never been like this. I have never had a year like it. In fact, I just heard on the news last night um, talking about the drought here in California or in, in the West, you know, moreover. This is the worst drought in 1,200 years. So we really are experiencing global warming, and it a little bit scares me over the fires to come. But wood sorrel, some people call it ox, oxalis, already showcases bursts of buttery yellow flowers. Now, these are actually shamrocks, and they don't usually appear until St. Patrick's Day, which is March 17th. And so here they are already in the beginning of February, and they are bursting. And I mean, they're beautiful. The purple-tinted flowers of the marvelous magnolia, the leafiflora, it's known as the tulip magnolia, it suggests that spring may have already sprung. And everybody I speak to uh, that's outside says, I think we're in spring. Somehow, winter has evaded us. It's only mid-February, and still no sign of rain here. January was considered the driest month on record in California since 1895. Already, daffodils are blanketing the roadways and hillsides. Ornamental pear trees are in full bloom, with peach buds prepared to explode into luminous pink. Uh, back in December, when we experienced that atmospheric river uh, and the record-breaking 17 feet of snowfall in the Sierras, Everyone had high hopes that we might be receding from drought conditions. I don't think that is the case. But here are some tasks that you can accomplish now in the month of February and actually going into March, but you probably want to start them right away. Now, if you haven't already, and by the way, I'm talking about this is for the West. So this is for California mainly. If you haven't already... It's time to turn on the sprinklers and give your garden a deep pink. 
check the sprinkler heads on lawns as grass tends to grow over them when not in use during the winter months if your irrigation system needs a tune-up. Professionals have told me that winter is the ideal occasion to schedule appointments for any repairs or installations because in the summer months, um, when we need to irrigate the most, specialists are absolutely swamped with emergencies and they're not gonna be able to help you out. And I found that out firsthand last summer when I actually had um, nine pipes break underground um, and different valves. I ended up fixing them myself. It, it took me quite a while because I had to cut out tree roots in order to do it. And it was in this tiny little space where I couldn't use like, you know, a regular chainsaw. I was doing it with this tiny little knife so it was days of work and aching hands. But I did it. Yay, I did it. But I would have preferred to have had somebody else do it. Another tip is to water in the morning to give plants the opportunity to dry out before nightfall. Fertilize your trees, shrubs, and ground covers. Now, when it comes to fertilizers, people often wonder what the N, the P, and the K mean. Well, N stands for nitrogen, which stimulates leaf formation, and it gives plants that luminous, healthy green color. P is for phosphorus, which encourages strong root formation, and it aids in flowering, and it aids in the setting of fruit. Now, K is for potassium, and that provides disease resistance and hardiness to plants. The three numbers that you see on labels, such as 5, 10, 15, indicate the percentage of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium that the product contains. And it's a listing that's required by law on all packages of organic, synthetic, and even chemical fertilizers. So keep in mind that although nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium are necessary to maintain plant health, there are more than 20 other nutrients that are needed as well. Get a head start on pulling weeds while they're small and the ground is malleable because weeds harbor disease. Now, my weeds that started off looking like a ground cover because of the heat just in the last 10 days are already about 15 inches high. And I've been trying to pull them out as fast as possible. But I mean, I have a full, I have a full little mini farm full of them. Um, it's going to be a lot of work. Apply snail bait around plants that are susceptible to snails and slugs. Use an organic systemic insecticide around the base of roses to prevent the first flush of aphids. Spray your fruit trees, your roses, and your citrus with dormant oil to protect them from overwintering insects and fungal diseases. Copper sulfate is approved for organic use and offers a strong defense against fungal pathogens but be sure to follow all safety and application instructions as copper is a potent control method and should be used responsibly, just like any a chemical or even if it's organic should be. And do not spray on windy days. You wanna wash any citrus before consuming or any, any fruit or vegetable that might have gotten any of the spray. And right now you wanna be harvesting when it comes to citrus, your tangelos, your lemons, your oranges, and your limes as needed. Check for mole and gopher activity. Uh, these rodents do not take a winter hiatus. 
and they you want to get them trapped before they're going to reproduce. Complete your pruning of roses, grapes, and berry bushes. And hooray, that's something I finally finished. Sanitize tools between use and cut small branches of peach or crab apple to force the blooms for an indoor arrangement. I have been doing that with actually the pear blossoms, the peach blossoms, and the crab apple, which are all different colors. And it's so beautiful because you kind of start with a twig that has buds on it. And you can just every day, almost hour by hour, watch these buds open. And it makes just a beautiful arrangement. And I've actually, when I was pruning roses, any of the uh, blooms that were left, I added some of those to my bouquets. In how pretty this was. And of course, the daffodils are everywhere now too. So I can have some beautiful bouquets of daffodils. Now you should start planning for an edible garden. What vegetables and herbs do you love the most? Find out what varieties are best planted from seed. I will give you a tip, arugula, it really grows well. And it's expensive to buy in the stores. So try it by seed. I have so much arugula, I'm, you know, I have to just keep cutting it so it doesn't go to seed. And also decide what plants are better purchased in six packs, quarts, or gallons. And in my opinion, that's where you want to buy like tomatoes and peppers. I have not had good luck by doing those by seeds. Dress your garden with fresh mulch or chip bark to maintain moisture, control temperatures, and minimize the weeds. And add a a rock dry creek to any area that has runoff. Peruse gardening books and seed catalogs for ideas on what you want to plant. Uh, This season, I believe that we're going to be sowing seeds much earlier because the soil is warm already. Repot houseplants and remove dead leaves um, add fresh soil, give them some a sunshine retreat outdoors for a few hours if you have house plants that you can carry around. Enhance a corner of your exterior with a wall fountain and colorful potted plants. If you hear water trickling in the background, it's because I'm in my office and right outside I have a wall fountain with the water running and of course it's a beautiful day so my doors are my French doors are wide open and I just love listening to the fountain. Build a path or walkway that will integrate into the landscape and complement your home. And get outside to soak up the vitamin D. I mean, garden, you can go in the garden, you can stroll in a park, you can hike a trail, you can walk a a reservoir. Whatever it is, just pay attention to the natural landscape. And although California needs increased precipitation, and we must all continue to be diligent in conserving water, I admit that I am really enjoying springtime in February immensely. The hills are still currently green here. Cows are munching on the plentiful grass. The air smells very fresh. And the creeks, although they're not running quickly, they are trickling, and it sounds beautiful. A bit of winter bite remains as soon as the sun sets and the moon rises. So it does feel like winter at night, and it's time to build a cozy fire. But it's such a lovely time to be outside expressing gratitude for Mother Earth. There is indeed dignity in digging in the dirt. And of course, it is what I write about so that our race, the human race, will prosper and thrive through nature. So I wish you a happy February, happy gardening, and happy growing. 
And when we come back from break, we will talk about the free writing workshop that is coming up that you can sign your kids up for right now, as well as decision making and how you can make better decisions and stop procrastinating. You are listening to Cynthia Bryan. I'm coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and the show is Star Style. Be the star you are. So stay with me because I'll be back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times best-selling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, this is really a a power course for you, and I think that you will love it. We're uh, through Be the Star You Are. We are offering a free virtual workshop. It's called Writing with the Stars. And if you are a young person who wants to learn to be a writer or an author, Writing with the Stars is a free online creative writing workshop for kids age 9 to 14, and it is going to be hosted and taught by Express Yourself Teen Radio host, Ruhani Shabra. 
She is the New York Times award winner out of 11,000 submissions um, of an essay contest. And she's also going to be part of the Earth Gratitude Festival that I'm participating uh, in as well that uh, features the Dalai Lama and Prince Charles and Elon Musk and lots of lots of illuminaries that care about the Earth. So I think that you will really, um, really enjoy this for your kids. So here's what it's about. Writing with the Stars is going to feature a fun, engaging curriculum that will encourage young writers to pursue their imaginative ideas and expertly convey them on paper. Now, the details for the class is they're going to be held biweekly on Saturdays and all classes are 100% free of charge. Now, each week's going to be a different lesson. It'll either center on poetry, fiction, creative nonfiction, personal narrative, or maybe something that the students are more interested. And the children are going to learn different styles, different genres, and they're going to learn to read their work out loud, how to receive critique, and also how to critique others. And there'll be some tips and tricks on how to structure novel writing and short stories. And uh, work on expanding vocabulary, and there'll be diverse prompts to get those creative juices flowing. So the classes will be divided into two. For 9 to 11-year-olds, they'll be from 10 to 11 on four different Saturdays, starting on March 12th. For 12 to 14-year-olds... They will be from 10 to 11.30, so you get an hour and a half for 12 to 14, one hour, 9 to 11. And the 12 to 14-year-olds start on Saturday, March 5th, and there will be four classes. Now, how do you register? You can send an email, if you'd like, to thestarsworkshop at gmail.com thestarsworkshop at gmail.com and you can find more information at bethestarur.org that is the charity and just click on programs and the pull down menu will show you writing with the stars virtual workshop and all the information will be there so let me just say that again the register for free uh, thestarsworkshop at gmail.com and information about it is at bethestarur.org. Go to programs and p- click on Writing with the Stars. There's actually, um, you know, one of those light boxes on the first page that you get to when you get to bethestarur.org that says uh, if you're interested in the free workshop, you can click here and then you'll be able to get to the information page and then send an email so that you can be registered. So I hope that that is going to help you um, because it's, I, I think it's just a great opportunity and it's free. You usually have to pay for writing classes, but this is a passion project um, for Ruhani, who is a volunteer with Be The Star You Are, and she is an excellent, excellent writer. So you're going to be in really good hands. Well, now I want to just talk a little bit about how to make a difficult decision. So, so many people procrastinate. I mean, decisions are hard to make, especially when you're looking at something that's high stakes, like, should I move my job? Should I 
should I stay with this partner? Should I not stay with this partner? You know, there's some things that are really big. Should I invest in this? Should I not invest in that? But understand why some decisions can be so hard. That's the first thing. It's not just the high stakes that can make decisions difficult. Sometimes the reasons for you not wanting to make a decision could actually be in your past. Now, avoiding a decision is, in fact, making a decision because it can be tempting to just kick a difficult decision down the road. But by when you do that, that itself is actually making a decision. And it's usually the wrong decision because by not making a decision, you have chosen not to address whatever the issue is. And it's kind of like just uh, putting dirt under the rug. I mean, eventually you're going to have to get that dirt out of underneath the rug, right? So uh, you really want to go straight on and work through decisions. Identify the parts of yourself that want different things. You need to be clear on which parts of you you want and what you want, and then try to find a compromise between them. Sometimes it seems that we have a push and pull in our own bodies. You know, we have this inner gut voice telling us to do one thing and then our brain telling us to do the other. In my experience, I have always found that listening to my gut as opposed to listening to my brain is always the right decision. It seems that there's this inner voice, this inner knowing within my body that knows better than when I try to rationalize it or research it or work it through and do it from my brain. And I'm not talking about going with your heart, you know, like what you love. I'm really talking about listening, clearly listening to that inner voice because it's rarely, rarely wrong. Now, sometimes we need to create distance uh, from the decision. So if you can imagine advising a friend making the same decision or exploring how you would feel 10 days, 10 months, 10 years after making or avoiding a decision, that's going to help you. So I always think it is um, helpful to write this down and see what you think is going to happen. You know, and it, it, maybe if you have to make a quick decision, it could even be wait 10 minutes I know that when I am writing an article and I write for the newspaper and I write for magazines and, you know, I write books and all this. But when before I submit my submission each week to my editor at the newspaper, as much as I want to push send, I always sleep on it one night. So I um, I attempt to get everything ready before my timeline is up. Again, I hate to use the word deadline because it has the word dead in it. So I uh, attempt to do that, and then I reread it the next morning before I push send, and almost without exception, I have changed some of my decisions of the way I have offered that particular article, and almost always I am changing something. So if you can give yourself some perspective on whatever decision you have to make, it is usually a better idea to do it. The next step is to think outside the box. If you have to unlock new ways of thinking about the same situation, attempt to adopt a child's imagination 
that kind of mindset that is very creative. Uh, or you could also ask a particularly creative friend. Now, I don't know if you are around children a lot, but I have always, um, my career has been in working with coaching, teaching children, and I just love kids and teenagers. And I find that they always come up with the most fascinating ideas that are definitely innovative and definitely outside the box. So if you can try to think like a child and not be boxed in by what adult um, thought processes are and adult rules, you might come up with a decision that is going to work for everybody because the bottom line is every decision, you want it to be a win-win-win. Another suggestion is to list out your objectives. For a decision to be fully successful, what would it need to achieve? And the more objectives that you can include are going to lead to better decisions. And sometimes, you know, what's a good idea to do is to get a piece of paper and write the pros and cons. If I do this, what are going to be the consequences or the outcome? If I don't do this, what are going to be the outcomes or the consequences? And you could you could write, you know, make it on two sides of the paper, like with a line down the middle. That helps me a lot when I'm, you know, a bit confused about making a, an important decision. Then also list, um, use a weighting system to compare any multiple options. So what this means is by methodically assessing your options against a comprehensive set of objectives, it is possible that one option is going to emerge as the obvious decision to make. So let's give an example. Um, let's say that you are considering moving and you're not sure whether you want to move out of state or if you want to stay in the state that you are but move to a different town. So you need to write down what are the objectives and why are you moving? Is it because the rent is too high or if you own a home, you know, the home or home ownership is too high where you are? Or if you have children, do you want to be in a better school district? Um, or are you in a poor school district now? Again, use that piece of paper to list these things out. Maybe you want to live by more sport activities or you want to be on a lake or you want to be in the mountains where there's snow and where you are, you know, there isn't any. Or you want to be by a beach. That would be what I would love to be, but I'm actually not. Uh, or you want to be like I'm out on a farm. Would you like to be more rural? So just live, list out the objectives and List them for whoever you have to make this decision for. So as a family, list the pros and cons for people in your family. And it's very interesting Has sometimes the decision is just made for you because when you put them all down on paper, you can see the weight of each, of each goal, of each decision. And it's pretty easy to make a, a decisive move at that point. And then about your emotions. Really listen to your emotions and uh, and the feelings that you have around a decision. Because as I was saying earlier about the gut, it is a powerful indicator of what you truly aspire to. 
And as I said about writing out the options is very helpful. I also write out what your inner voice is telling you and really listen to that part. I mean, are you getting a stomach ache when you actually think about packing up? I mean, for a long time, my husband has said to me, oh, we should, we need, we should move. California is so expensive. And my thing is always, well, if you want to move, you, you move, but I'm not going anywhere. And not only is it because I really love where I am, I love, I actually love California. I love living on the farm. I love my house. I, I love everything is I have no desire to pack up and move again because it's always me that does all of the work and organizes all of it and does all the cleaning and then repacking, unpacking, you know, organizing, painting, all of that. And I've decided done not doing that anymore. I'll just fix up what I have. So that was a very clear indicator for me. I mean, it, it was, it's just a, it, it's, the decision is just so made for me. And um, so I know that I am not going to move. So that was an easy one. And I, all I have to do is listen to my gut because just the thought of moving again to me, because I have moved four times, I've moved a house four times, which is just three times way too many. Um, I actually get knots in my stomach. So listen to your gut. And then if you are having some inertia, if you are procrastinating, you need to start making some little micro decisions because having made a decision, it can be so difficult to know how to begin to enact it. And so to get going, you want to break it down into a series of focused micro decisions. You know that saying that um, by, you know, by the inch, it's a cinch. So it's like, do things in small amounts. I've talked about before, like, you know, when you're trying to organize a house or a room or whatever, you have to start small because if you look at a big mess, you just, you're overwhelmed. It's like, how am I going to get it to this? But if you start with one drawer or one section or one shelf and you get that organized, you feel really good. And then you can go to the next one. And it's the same thing that I do in my garden. And like right now, I am looking at this hillside that has loads of flowers on it. It's beautiful, but it also has loads of weeds. And I know for the flowers to flourish, I need to get out there and pull those weeds. But every time I look at it, I just feel overwhelmed. So I have to tell myself, okay, I'm going to do two hours today in this one little segment. And that's all I'm going to do. And when I do that, I feel, okay, I can manage it. And then everything seems to be okay. And once I get going, because I see the progress, I, I feel like I'm patting myself on the back and I'm excited to keep going. And you'll feel that same way too. So whatever you do, do not procrastinate because procrastination is giving your power away. It's just... It's just a way of avoiding what eventually has to be done anyway. And you don't want to be an avoidance person. So you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We are going to take a break. You're going to get a business bite with business challenges and opportunities for everyone. And when we come back, then we will be talking about creating more storage because 
everybody needs um, more storage. Don't go away. You really want to hear how to have more storage and you want the business bite. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. If you want to have a successful business year, you have to encourage some of these easy E's, we call it. Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is contagious. Get the buzz started. Experiences. Customers are time poor. Give them a memorable journey they'll want to repeat. E-Store. Maintain an online presence where clients and customers can peruse and maybe even purchase your goods and services. Entertainment. Consumers want to have fun and they want to have their kids entertained. So make sure that your, your business is fun. Events. Create events that they want to attend. Education. Teach new skills. Customers always want to learn and be knowledgeable. Expert, be the expert. That means you need to do your research and your homework so that you are the expert. Evangelist, be your own promoter and advocate for your brand because you are good at it, you believe in it, and you love it. Experiment, always try new things. You don't want to get stale. And finally, emotion, show you care. Passion breeds profits, and when you care about your customers, they will care about you. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. If you'd like information on booking a coaching or consultation session, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. 
Now, back to the power party. This business of show business Well, we are back. I'm really glad that you stayed with me because this is going to be a segment that will help you immensely. At least I hope it will help you immensely because storage is something that it doesn't seem to matter how much room or how big our, our apartment is or our house is or our shed or a garage. It seems that we never have enough storage. I mean, aren't our closets just always crammed and we're constantly that, you know, facing that never ending quest to find more storage space in our homes? It's really an ongoing battle between our square footage and our creativity. So it is not surprising that the most received quest that people say when they are designing their home or their apartment or trying to create more order in their chaos is that they are looking for more space and the correct storage solutions for their stuff. Everybody has busy lives. We're, you know, we're all working. People are raising kids. They're trying to exercise. They're helping their aging parents. They're going to their kids' events. They're cooking. They're cleaning house. They're taking care of pets. They're having friends over. They're living in this pandemic. I mean, it's a challenge to keep our belongings organized. And there never seems to be enough space to store everything. Then just to mix it up, this pandemic has really caused I think an issue for people because so many people are buying items in bulk. I mean, do you remember the rush on toilet paper when the pandemic first started? I mean, I, I remember that if you were having a birthday, a friend would give you a roll of toilet paper. It was so valuable, right? But people are buying in bulk. You're buying food, paper towels, toilet paper, cleaning supplies, um, because nobody wants to run out, and especially now when there are all these backups in the supply chain, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you going to do with everything? Now, unfortunately, most people don't have the space to store these products. It's hard to go to that big box store and buy, what is it, 24 rolls of toilet paper that come in one package. I mean, where do you put this unless you have a garage or a basement or something? So organizing tip, before you consider any new storage solution, you need to purge first, like combine like items together, storing items close to where they're going to be used, and you need to label and label, you know, some more because organizing and maintaining your space is actually exercise. So think about that. We can exercise by maintaining our space. So here are a few kind of sneaky storage um, tips that might help you. You can try these at least. So go vertical. For many people, one of the space-saving organizing strategies that has really been invaluable has been utilizing vertical space. It's, uh, you know, it's look up. (laughs) Instead of don't look up, it is just look up. So whether it's in a bathroom, a garage, or a bedroom, the walls and the doors and even ceilings can offer underutilized areas that can help maximize storage space. And that solution will keep your space neat, efficient, and organized 
you know, and of course, efficiency really matters. So when you are looking to organize, think about how efficient is it going to be? I mean, you don't want to put your best cutting knives like in a laundry room or in an office. They need to be right there near your stove and your kitchen, wherever you're going to use them. So we do have to understand where we're going to put things. Now, there are overhead ceiling racks. And these, you can utilize the space on your garage ceiling. And if you have a garage, that is. And it's a great place for longer-term storage items. And it'll remove boxes from your floor so that you have that floor space. And the bonus is, is that you can also hang items from the bottom of the unit. So it's great when you can get a product that provides double-duty solutions where, you know, it, it is wired so that you can actually hang things as well as store above. Now, over-the-door storage racks are wonderful for laundry items, for cleaning supplies, for craft rooms, for gift wrap stations, for pantries, a kitchen cabinets, uh, bedrooms. I, I like over-the-door things just even for like, um, like coat closets. If you've ever used these for books in a child's um, playroom, that is a really great thing, too. I mean, it gets the mess out of the floor again, and it actually just puts it behind the door. Now, in the case of books, you could put it in front of the door. They come in a lot of shapes and sizes, and they can be hung over so that, you know, they have like a hook that just hangs over the door. I have a couple of those because... If somebody doesn't want to hang up their coat like on a hanger and put it on the rod, I have just like this hook on the inside that you can just put the your coat up there and that is you know fast and furious and it makes it kind of easy. Or they also come in ways that you can um, actually hook them on to the door. They can be installed on the door with screws. So whatever is going to work best for you. Now, accessories, you know, could include baskets, hooks, bins, and this can just fit all your needs. You could have a kitchen cabinet door that would hold your measuring spoons and your cups. And maybe in your bedroom, you have a divider, you know, that is over the door that might hold all of your jewelry. Or maybe you have a rack that's going to hold bathrobes and um, you know, and sleeping, whether it's your nightgown or your pajamas or something like that. So the other thing, hanging it on a hook, the wall hook, the coat hooks, the bicycle hooks, the S hooks. I really love hooks. I have a lot of hooks everywhere. And I don't think anybody's ever said they don't need hooks because hanging things on hooks is just such an easy way to bring order to items in your home. And they, it can be a simple as the peel and stick hooks that, again, are for lightweight things. I have peel and stick hooks in a, a tiny, it's a very narrow cabinet in my laundry room that I can't put any big hooks. And the door is too, uh, it's too thin to actually screw something in. So I'd have just, you know, a peel and stick hook. And I can put my dust pans there and my dusters and it works just really great. I also can use, you know, hang towels and that kind of thing. Now, you could use hooks in a kid's room to hang the pajamas. You could row, uh, do a row of S hooks on a towel bar to hold kitchen items. You could uh, put S hooks to hold 
garden tools. That's what I do in my shed so that everything has a home and that you know where to find everything quickly. You don't have to always go looking for it. Now, don't forget above the garage storage. If your garage has any room above the ceiling, and I'm not talking about an actual room above the ceiling, just a space between the rafters and the roof, you might check to see if you can put down a wood floor, add a light, it can even be a stick-on light, and maybe install those fold-down stairs for access. Uh, Those are really, really easy. Instead of trying to put a ladder up there and climb through a crawl space, to have a pull-down stairs, it makes for great access. It is a really great uh, storage solution. It will most likely require a handyman or somebody who is good with some tools because they'll need to determine what size board needs to be used, how much weight you can have on the floor. But um, it's a great place like for longer term storage items. For example, if your, your Christmas decor or your Easter decor or whatever kind of decorations that you use throughout the year, 4th of July, but to have that pull down will really help you. And some other sneaky storage solutions for keeping your home organized. Under the bed. Now, I know that a lot of feng shui things say never have anything under the bed. And of course, it depends on how much height you have from the floor to the bottom of the bed. But you can purchase uh, containers for storage, even plastic bins on rollers. Or maybe you just want to put things under the bed and put them in like a um, a, a plastic, a, a plastic uh, not a bin, but you know, a plastic cover so they don't get dirty, just things that are for the bedroom, like your sheets or uh, extra pillows, that kind of thing. Um, Zippered fabric bags and more are great for the sheet sets, the blankets, uh, and even for out-of-season clothes, and you could store those then. Now, if you have a stairway, there's always that area under the staircase, and that's usually an overlooked storage area. You could add a door if you have, if it's big enough, or you could add shelves, drawers, baskets, hooks, whatever it is to make that space usable for storing, you know, coats, shoes, toys, books, any stuff that gets dumped in the hallway. I, I just you want to get it out of um, of the track of the walking area. Now, stacking bins are another good storage thing. They're portable. There are stackable drawers that work well in closets. You can put them under sinks. You can put them in lower cabinets. I really liked having um, pull-out drawers installed. So if you're ha- you have to own it or get permission from your apartment if you needed this, but uh, if you you know if you're the house you live in just had shelves and you're finding that you can never find anything because everything gets pushed to the back. There are companies that do these pull-out shelves and it was not expensive, but it is so fabulous. So everything is on a pull-out and so you can see everything easily. And I have used these in the kitchen as well as bathrooms and um, I really, really like them. Um, you can mix and match sizes of, of uh, stacking bins and create a lot of different shapes. And again, you can use uh, these in the kitchen or bathroom for like cleaning products, sponges, rags, dish soap, or they'll just work well under cabinets just to keep all your product, your any products that you have um, easily accessible. 
because things get lost in the back if they can't be reached out and then they will expire. Before I had pull-out shells, uh, my husband just loves barbecue sauce. And it, even though I make a killer barbecue sauce, homemade, he loves to buy barbecue sauces when we visit different towns. But before I had the pull-out shells, when I got the, all my shelf emptied, I had 18 bottles of barbecue sauce, which most of them had expired. So I didn't even know we had them. They were way in the back. But now that doesn't happen anymore. So by creating storage for your belongings, it's going to help you bring calm to your home. So ask yourself if you feel calmer when your home is in order. I know I do. I just, I can't even work if my desk isn't organized and, you know, my house isn't clean. Because there's just sense of peace and power when you know where everything is stored and where all of your belongings are. So take a walk through all your spaces in your house See if you can get creative, outsmart your square footage, and I'm sure you can do it, and use a few of these tips from stacking bins to under the stairs to zippered fabric bags to uh, under the bed to S-hooks or any kind of hook um, and to over the door storage or overhead ceiling racks and going vertical. And I think that you're going to uh, find that you will get your place much, much more organized. Well, thanks for being great listeners and allowing me into your life every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. You can change your life and you can make your dreams come true and you can get organized. For more information about Star Style Productions or anything about me, please visit CynthiaBryan.com. For more information about the charity, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org and consider making a donation when you're there. And also, don't forget about the free writing workshop for kids. You can send an email, the thestarsworkshop uh, at gmail.com. And my aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And I hope that you will read a book this week and visit my bookstore at CynthiaBryan.com. Until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. Hey, and it's going to be President's Day weekend, so you get an extra day. Have fun. We'll be together next Wednesday. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, 
entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.